The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria, and I'm joined today with Andrew Hansen. So that means it's going to be a Thursday, January 2nd slate. We just got through the new year. It's 2020 now. Um, unfortunately, you know, we like to come in with good news, but we have some unfortunate news that we wanted to start with. Uh, Andrew, and it's the the passing of David Stern, you know, NBA icon, uh, global ambassador. It's it's uh you know it's sad man it's uh, that guy shook a lot of hands that we were talking about before we got on air so I don't want to start the show necessarily in such a you know mellow way but uh, I I wanted to talk about it a little bit yeah well we've got to tip our caps to him and it is it is a real shame uh, he's gone too soon but he really he made the most of his time here that's for sure he had a monumental impact on the NBA and we're all you know, enjoying it and experiencing it in a way that we wouldn't probably without him. Absolutely. And, you know, it's you see the impact that he's had on a lot of players, a lot of families. Uh, it's You're seeing it across Twitter. Uh, and, you know, thoughts and prayers out to the Stern family. Uh, it's it's an unfortunate news. and But like you said, he, he made a monumental impact uh, with his time on Earth. So uh, we just wanted to give a little shout out and talk about that a little bit. It's you know if you're listening to this, you're you're a DFS fan, but you're probably also an NBA fan, and you you probably heard of the news as well. So uh, we have nine games to talk about, Andrew. Uh, before we do jump into anything, though, I just want to give a quick shout out to our good buddies over there at my bookie, uh, our new presenting sponsor. I, I don't know if you've had a chance, Andrew, to dabble. I've been dabbling a little bit. I know Coach has been dabbling a little bit. It's just fun. Uh, you know, I'm not generally a guy who likes to go out there and, you know, bet a ton on games. But with this with this deposit code that we get, Andrew, just, you know, going in there, putting in DFS today, uh, they'll give you 50% of whatever you deposit up to $2,000 matched. So it's like I'm playing with house money right now. I'm just trying it out. You know, that's that's how I got started in DFS, Andrew. Uh, Uh-oh, so, watch out. You, you, you know, <laughs> this this could be something on the rise, but check it out. They're doing everything over there. They have NBA games. They have bowl games. Uh, you're going to be doing the playoff games throughout the playoffs and up until the Super Bowl. So uh, whether it's, you know, you want to parlay something or you just want to go out there and put a couple bucks on a game that you're feeling a little bit of good about, uh, they have a ton of options. So please check them out, and don't forget to use promo code DFS today. That's all one word, D-F-S-T-O-D-A-Y. So... Uh, I know that we have nine games to get to, but we're going to talk a little bit real quick about tonight's slate, the one that uh, me and Coach, we did on probably only about eight hours, nine hours ago. Uh, we, we got a little a little carried away on New Year's. I was uh, about an hour from home, so we got to pot up a little bit late, but we still got it out there for you guys. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we were on air. We both had some pretty decent pieces going in it. I'm still looking pretty good. I'm hoping to finish strong with some of these Lakers I had playing. But, uh, you know, did you, you – how are you doing, Andrew? Did, I know we talked about some of those Timberwolves guys. How many did you end up with? Yeah, I got um, I got Napier in there, and I went with Naz Reed. And, um, you know, he's giving us decent value. I also went with the narrative of Carmelo going back to New York. I, I had a chance to listen to your pod this afternoon. And I was traveling, so I only got in a couple lineups. But, um, you know, Carmelo is paying off for us, and the, the value Timberwolves are doing all right as well. 
Well, the key there is that you you said the truth. You're traveling, so you, you didn't force anything. You know what I mean? That's the smart That's right. way to play. You didn't go out there and just reserve, you know, 20-something, 40-something lineups uh, just because you wanted to play it. Because even if you love the sleep, you don't have the time to focus, sit in there, and tinker. You're, you're really doing a disservice to yourself. So, you know, that just goes to show you that that's a pro move, Andrew. You know, that's that's the way sometimes you just have to chalk it up as a night that you're just going to be watching the games just as a regular, casual NBA fan. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I really was more interested in trying to watch a little bit of this Minnesota game to get some more exposure to these backups and see what, what kind of game they have. And, you know, Naz Reed is I – know, I, know, I know you talked about him on the pod today, but – He's willing to step outside and shoot the three. He can handle it all right. So, you know, I'm sure he's going to be one of those value plays we'll talk about later because he's going to be playing on the back-to-back here on the Thursday slate. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, this, we're going to jump right into that. Real another quick shout-out, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, our day ones. Uh, it's a night podcast tonight, but I can promise and assure you, first thing I do right when I wake up in the morning is I brew myself a cup of this stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. So please go check them out, guys. Uh, we wouldn't be pumping them this hard if it wasn't the truth. Uh, HawaiianIsles.com, or you can just go on Amazon. Easy, just search up Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, uh, and you can contact them on Twitter. They'll get right back to you as well. It's uh, H-I Kona Coffee, uh, and they're pretty quick and responsive. So nine games, Andrew. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to get to that suspenseful Golden State-Minnesota game that we're, dying, that we're both dying to talk about in a little bit. But we're going to start off with Denver traveling to Indiana, take on the Pacers. Uh, where would you like to go? I will start with Indiana. I have a little bit more interest on that side of the ball. Latest news I'm seeing is that Brogdon is doubtful. So I will take a look at Holiday again at 5.7. That's that's a nice price for him. I know this is a tough matchup, you know, low-scoring prediction here. But Sabonis at 8.4, I will consider. And then Turner at 5.0. You know, he's going to have to deal with Jokic. Um, I think he'll rise to the occasion. He's had some decent games lately. So those are the three guys I'm looking at from Indiana. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think Holiday just he's really stepped up this season in general. He looks good. Uh, and, you know, when he gets that starter's role and he's playing 30-plus minutes, he's pretty solid. You know, the $5,700 price tag leaves a little juice left on the bone. I think, you know, we're looking for or probably expecting around that 30 to 35-point range. Yes, defensive uh, Denver is very tough defensively. Uh, but we'll probably see Gary Harris on a little bit more Jeremy Lamb, and I'm not I'm not as scared off of Jamal Murray's defense as I am Gary Harris. So I'm perfectly okay going to Holiday. Um, I don't mind Sabonis. The price tag's a little high, 8400. I think we might have some other options later in the slate that I'll just be a little bit more interested. In. Uh, and Paul Millsap's back and playing, so it's you know he's not really a slouch defensively. So uh, you know I'll probably I'll probably maybe have a share or two. I'm not going to go overboard on Sabonis. If I just happen to land on 8,400, I'd have no problem playing him. I'm just not going to go out of my way to play him. And uh, the, the, the Turner price tags enticing, uh, the 5k it's low, you know, the, it's, we're starting to see it kind of dip down to the point where we have to think about it. I don't know when the last time you actually thought about playing miles Turner was, I, I know I haven't been there in a few like months at this point, but um, it's starting to creep back into the consideration. I, I'll probably just wait and see the minutes have been down over the past three games. So, um, I'll probably just kind of let let that one slide by, and if it burns me, it burns me, and then maybe I'll jump on it in the next one. Yeah, I haven't played him in a long time, but the price tag does jump out at me with this with the matchup, and I, I'm with you on Sabonis. There are some 
power forwards and centers I like a little bit better in this price range, but he'll be in the player pool. That that was my point. Absolutely. You can't cross out a guy like that who's just been the model of consistency all season long. I mean, it's just like it feels like a 40-point floor most nights. All right. Uh, anybody yeah, you know it. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's my argument. I always talk about Whiteside with Coach. I'm, you know, they're doing the same. They both these guys. It's just the like it feels like fifteen and fifteen is just in their grasp every single night, and they chip in in other ways as well. Um, did you have any interest in anybody over on the Denver side of the ball traveling to Indiana? You know, not much. Uh, Pacers top five in defense. You know, if Gary Harris is back, you know he's he's questionable right now, so he's been banged up a little bit. You know, again, you can't cross Barton out of the player pool when he's at a reasonable price tag like six point seven. Um, but you know that that'll be the the real turning point for me is if Gary Harris plays, then I'm going to have less interest in all these uh, wings. If he's out, and we'll have to look at the lineup. If Porter starts again at three point nine, I like him. I was all over him when he was three point oh, and he started. And one final look that I'll that I'll take is Plumlee at three point eight, going back to his birthplace. And I think he is a strong matchup against the backup Indiana Bigs. So, uh, assuming Harris is back, the the only Denver Nugget I'm, I might play would be Plumlee, you know, in a lineup or two. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just right there with you. At the end of the day, it looks like everybody's pretty healthy. If if Harris is out and Porter Jr. starting, all over it. Yeah, a hundred percent there. He's a fan, this kid's a fantastic point per minute producer, and just limited minutes we could see him get there to where we need him to get to. Uh, and we're only, you know, 5X. We're looking at 20 points. So I, I have no problem going there. I mean, I doubt it, though. You know, the the Nuggets, I don't know what they're doing with the rotation. Torrey Craig is, just doesn't need to be in there, especially in, like, this kind of matchup. I don't think. Just get the young guys some minutes. Let them play. Um, other than that, I, I do like your, your Plumlee call. I wasn't really on him, but now you got me thinking. Uh, you know, going back to, like you said, uh, is his homeland at this point? That's right. So uh, I've I've no problem actually looking at him and just knowing that maybe Millsap struggling or one of these other bigs getting into foul trouble, um, he'd be the first person that would fill in there. We've seen plenty of teams kind of go with the double center lineups against uh, Indiana, and it, it worked out well. So uh, I like that Plumley call. So I'll keep him in my player pool. Uh, other than Excellent. that, I'm not really looking at too much. Um, they're you know the holidays brothers are pretty good defensively, so. Uh, that kind of takes a little bit of the, the energy out of Jamal Murray for me. So I'm ready to kind of go on to the next one unless, unless you see something else. Let's do it. All right, moving on. We have the Charlotte Hornets traveling to Cleveland. Uh, this should be pretty much of a dumpster fire. We've seen these two teams play uh, already this season, so kind of know what to expect from both of them. But do you have a preference on which team you'd like to start with, Andrew? I'll start with the uh, Hornets, and we, we always like to tar- target guards against the Cavs, and this will be no different, especially with the Hornets you know, favoring their guards so much, such heavy usage. So I'm, I'm into Graham at 8.2. I'm into Rozier at 6.8. He really had a standout game against the Cavs in that earlier matchup that you referenced. He had 35 points. So I like both of them. And I'll take a look at Bismack Biombo. He's 4.3. He... You know, his minutes aren't that consistent. It's not like he always gets 26 minutes as a starter. But I, I think he can. He could be a low-owned um, surprise against this, you know, Cavs interior that's not especially strong. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of Biombo's minutes, um, they're kind of getting chopped up a little bit more, especially with P.J. Washington back. So once Washington got back, 
uh, we kind of seen his role be uh, take a little unexpected turn. So that's kind of what's been keeping me off. I, I played him against Boston and uh, it kind of burned me. And I, you know, that maybe it's a sour taste in my mouth. But I'm with right. you, I'm with you with the backcourt though. We we always talk about targeting the Cavs. I'm. I'll be playing a good amount of Terry Rozier. Um, just the difference in the savings of the fourteen hundred I'm getting over Graham is enough for me. He already burned them once, pretty hard. Uh, and I think, and when Rozier, he's he's got that aggressive mentality. When he knows he can attack somebody, he wants to attack somebody. We see the shot attempts rise in those kinds of situations. And with this, I think it's good. Well, I heard some sort of excitement over there. It sounded like a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> But yeah. now I've lost you. Oh, Are you sorry? Back? Yeah, I think I think all I got right. a little lost. My fault. Um, but that, right. that's that's kind of all I'm really looking at is is with is the backcourt. I'm not really yep. messing around with any of the wings, any of the front court over there. Uh, it's there's there's situations where they could easily take advantage of it. Um, it's just not one that I think I really need to go to. Anything over on Cleveland you're looking at? Well, on Cleveland, I'm looking at a value play. Um, I actually, um, I've got my eye on Larry Nance Jr. at 4.1 going against, hopefully, the Zeller defense off the bench. He played 20 minutes last time out, so I'm, I'm confident he'll he'll have the minutes. And we saw what Enos Cantor just did to the, to the bench unit of the Hornets. So uh, I'm going to go back to that well again. And you know, Kevin Love, uh, 8.0, a little bit pricey. Um but one other value potential is is Chetty Osmond at 4.5. He, he played well against them. Um, I, it seems like there's a several guys on this slate in that four you know mid 4K range. So I'll probably make some lineups where I'm swapping out guys in, in that price range. One you know one lineup each. Yeah, just a nice little one-off swaps. Um, yep. th- those are always nice when you have those options. Uh, I'm I'm not really enticed by too much here. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a good matchup. Uh, they, you know, we know that the, the Hornets defense is nothing, you know, really to write home about. Uh, but Kevin Love, like you said, it's it's a fair price tag for him. AK, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Uh, for that reason, I'm not just going to go out of my way and play him. It's one of those guys where if I happen to land on him and I feel good about it, sure, I don't mind it. Uh, but it's not just going to be a staple of my lineup. Uh, really not playing too much Tristan Thompson. I'm never really a fan of, and I've kind of faded the entire backcourt all season long. Um, you know. I could see maybe going with a guy like Colin Sexton, who's been seeing a couple more shot attempts lately, but uh, I'm probably not going to get there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll go to the Cleveland backcourt either. Yeah, they're very unappealing. All right, we'll just keep it going then. We'll travel to South Beach. We got the Raptors going to Miami for the 7:30 Eastern Standard Time game. Um, I'm a gentleman, Andrew. Who would you like to start with? <laughs> well, since we're in since we're in South Beach, I'll start with the home team and. I like Bam at 8.1. You know, we we've talked on recent pods here about attacking the bigs of of Toronto with Gasol out. So I will I will do that. I'll look at Bam at 8.1. Butler was excellent in this matchup when they met. They played up in Toronto. They went to overtime, and he had a triple double. He's 8.6. He's a little bit pricey, so he won't be in the majority of my lineups, but he'll be in a couple. And two more of those guys in that 4K range on the Miami side that I might play would be Nunn and Duncan, 4.9 and 4.3 respectively. Um, you know, Toronto's defense just hasn't been as strong with all those guys out. 
Yeah, I definitely think we, you know, you box score chase, you look at what Bam did in this first match, but it wasn't good, but that was against a completely different team. So right. um, I have no problem going with him at 8,100. I'm just a huge Bam guy. I've kind of just feel like he's very, very safe and comfortable. It was a solid cash game play. Um, you know, we've seen him in better matchups. Maybe not the best one on paper, uh, but I still have some good confidence in him. Butler at 86. I'm not going to argue with the price tag. He's already played well in this matchup. Toronto, uh, they're going to throw a couple different guys at him. You know, OG will probably be the main guy I would expect to guard him the most. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. I'm not really scared off of OG's defense, though, because Jimmy Butler is one of those guys where he's pretty much matchup proof at this point. Um, and the only other guy I really have on my radar would probably be the guy like Derek Jones Jr. Uh, just been playing some solid minutes late. You get another guy that you could throw in your 4K bucket. He's uh, 4,400, played uh, over 30 minutes, um, you know, the past two games. So uh, solid, solid value play. Uh, makes a little bit more sense probably for cash games. Doesn't have a tremendous upside, in, especially in this kind of matchup. Okay, note has been made. He's been added to my 4K bucket. Thank you very much. <laughs> there's, there's another lineup you just have to reserve now. Sorry about yes, that. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's, I, I I don't really have anything else uh, for Miami. Um, not really going to the you know the backup uh, guard options over there uh, between like you know Hero. You know Duncan Robinson's been shooting the ball well, but uh, you know three they don't give you enough of a three point bonus on DraftKings where it really makes that big of a difference to me. Uh, so I'll probably just be ready to slide over to Toronto if you are. Yeah, I'm ready to slide over there, and I'm curious what you think about the starting lineup because I'm not planning to play uh, these Raptors. Uh, I, I am interested in what the starting lineup is. If if Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is back in there at 4.5, I would consider him. And Davis, again, in that 4K range, Terrence Davis off the bench, two straight games where he's really played played well. He's at 4.5. He'd be in the player pool as well, but I'm not really in the the big names for for Toronto. Are you? No, it's not, Miami is not a team that you generally want to pick on. Uh, you know, I know Washington just came out and slapped them around, but uh, you know that might fly, light a fire under him. Uh, Jimmy Butler is very competitive. He's a locker room guy. You know, he's going to be he'd probably chewed into everybody after that game, um, and they're going to come out and looking to make a statement. Is is kind of the approach I'm taking. Um, knowing what the starting lineups is going to be, be is going to be incredibly helpful. We're going to want to obviously know that. It would give you a couple more of those 4K guys to throw in your bucket if we do here. Uh, Hollis Jefferson starting. Um, I don't think I'll go to him. I'm not going to knock it as a play. It's just like we eventually have to start whittling some of these 4K guys down. And uh, he's a guy that sometimes when he, when he gets into a matchup against a very offensive uh, minded wing player, you know, like a Jimmy Butler, let's say he's the one that's guarding him, he can find himself getting into foul trouble. Um, so I, I'm probably not going to go to Hollis Jefferson. I'll let some other people jump on it. You know, not going to knock you. Um, and for that reason, I'd probably be leaning more towards the Terrence Davis approach. Yeah, that's a, that's a strong point about he's having, if he has to really use a bunch of energy on his defensive assignment, then he may not he might not, may not have much left for the offensive glass. He doesn't. He doesn't have a lot left in his offensive repertoire anyway. Um, you know, <laughs> that's, he's, true. that's that's kind of always been his fault. We're just waiting for this guy to put it together because he's a freak athletically. He can guard multiple positions. I think I, I, he plays one through five pretty much throughout his career. So, yep. Um, you know, he's got the talent and everything else. He's got to get a little bit more of like a jumper or a little bit more of a facilitator role. Something something a little bit different, but. Um, I, I just think the foul trouble is going to plague him against Jimmy Butler. If Jimmy's smart, he's just going to attack him. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else uh, from Toronto? No Van Vliet, no, um, no Lowry for you? 
Correct. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's just it's tough. I think we're we're gonna have better guards that we can choose from. Uh, we'll get to them. It, probably a couple of them in this game. Uh, Golden State traveling to Minnesota. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit right when we got on. We, I'm a big fan of this game. I'm not going to speak for you, Andrew, so I'll let you start. What do you think? Yeah, you know, on paper, this is a game that is a strong, um, strong opportunity to stack because you can get almost all the starters for under 7K and, and maybe all the star- starters if Wiggins misses again. So... Shabazz at 5.9, Gorgie Jang 6.5, Reed 3.6. Those are the three targets I would would look at on Minnesota. And, you know, we mentioned that they're playing tonight against Milwaukee. But, you know, these young guys, I think they'll have some, you know, some juice left on the bone in in those legs to come back on the back end and, and, you know, put up another strong effort because – you know, these guys are they're all fighting for you know their position in the NBA so they're gonna give it all they've got and uh, you know I, I like the possibility of stacking this game yeah a hundred I'm, I'm all over it it's just we're gonna have so much value it's the back-to-back if Wiggins is ruled out again and cats ruled out and Teague's ruled out you know lock and load I think I I, I don't mind paying the 5900 for Napier he's been doing great with the minutes he's been given uh, he's off to another big game right now. Put up a big game against Brooklyn. Um, you know, targeting Golden State defensively has been profitable for us all season long. So I've I've absolutely no problem going to him. I would expect a little bit of a bounce back game from a guy like Covington, fifty six hundred. Uh, you know, he's he's playing very poorly right now, uh, but he's still getting the minutes. He's playing thirty three minutes up until this point, and uh, I, I just expect him to have a little bit of a higher floor in this kind of matchup, uh, especially with the given extra usage and shot attempts that will go around with all these starters being out. Um, and then, you know, we kind of talk about Gorgie Dang as well, 6,500. Uh, the price is getting up there. His his minutes were actually limited today, though. So he's only playing uh, 23 He only played 23 minutes uh, against the Bucks, so he might still be a little fresh and spry to uh, go over there and match up against Marquise Chris. Um, but the value is also there. If you want to look at Nas Reed, I have absolutely no problem with it. He'd probably be the, my favorite of the value plays just because uh, he seems like he's a pretty good point-per-minute guy, and even in 18 to 20 minutes, he can get you that 20 mark, uh, 24 mark, DK point-wise, and you'll feel good about that at 3,600. Yeah, I like him as a value better than Keelan Martin. I was I was watching Martin closely today, and you know he, he's a shooter from the, from the perimeter. He made a three-pointer, um, but I don't – particularly like his stroke so um i agree I, you know reed is my favorite value play there all right and um on golden state uh did you did you have any of you guys that you're specifically targeting or are you just kind of like everybody or yeah you know i i really don't um you know we've got willie collie stein out and d'angelo russell out and so that's why we've got this opportunity to stack it with guys that are less than 7k uh all the guys are a little bit higher than i'd like though you know, Draymond up to 6.8 after he almost got that triple-double. Burks and Lee, 6.5, 6.0. Glenn Robinson the third up to 5.6 after he had that 25-point outing. So none of those guys are, you know, extremely appealing uh, by themselves on their price. But I think two or three of them will will pay off. And so we just got to mix and match. I I'm uh I'm not afraid of these price tags actually. I think this is this is a lot of opportunity. These guys I think if this was a long term sample size of D'Angelo Russell and you know, Cauley Stein and these other guys being out, they'd be a little bit more expensive. 
Um, if Chris is going to play 34 minutes, I have no problem looking at him at uh, 5,400. He's a very volatile player. I mean, he could get ejected within the first minutes for being a bonehead. Uh, <laughs> but I, I still think that he's a good point-per-minute producer, and he can kind of get it done in multiple different ways. And he's showed uh, he's been able to be productive since joining Golden State. So I have no problem looking at him at 5,400. Um, Alec Burks is 65. Feels like it's a lot to pay. Uh, but he's been a scoring machine with Russell out. He's just going to continue to have these high-volume shot attempts, like these 20-point games, or 20-shot attempt games, excuse me, 28-point actual points. Um, so I, he's definitely a viable option I, I wouldn't mind looking at as well. Um, I'm probably going to steer clear of Draymond. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to go there, I'm, and it's just simply going to be a uh, ownership standpoint kind of thing for me. Um, I don't mind the price tag whatsoever. I just think that you know Covington's not a guy that's uh, bad defensively whatsoever. He's one of the you know the best uh, all-around uh, perimeter defenders in the league. So um, I'll probably just steer steer away from that matchup a little bit more. Uh, most of my exposure is probably going to be guys like uh, you know Burks, Chris, and then I wouldn't mind taking a shot on a, a Damian Lee. I've kind of been riding him um, throughout this whole course of this since he got signed his first initial uh, two-way contract. Um, it's a nice steady cash game option, and uh, this yeah, this matchup I think is just going to be bountiful for fantasy points. So those kinds of matchups, he gets a little bit more rebounding upside as well. So um, that's probably going to be the the focus of my exposure. You know, keep an eye on Kai Bowman if they decide they want to insert him back into the starting lineup because if that happens at forty two hundred, he would definitely be a play. Yeah, he would. And I do want to mention one other guy on the Golden State bench, Alan Smilagich, who is three point two. He He's new to the scene. He's young. He's he's been in the G League, but he's got some talent. You know, he can run. He's a big guy who can run and pass and shoot. So, uh, you know, I, I, he's no Chris Clemens, but um, he's somebody to keep an eye on. If if you haven't seen him yet, uh, take a look. He's a guy that, as he gets more experience, gets more minutes, he he can he can put up a nice, well-rounded stat line. Uh, that that's sort of the role I see him developing over the year over the years so um i might put one uh you know if 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 i need to get a little bit cheaper and get out of that 4k bucket i may put him in one lineup just for fun i i know they like that kid a lot they're you know if they're gonna ever just lock it up tank it shut down shop uh he's gonna get some run eventually yeah and you know if he gets 20 minutes um you know, i could see him getting 20 fantasy points for sure absolutely all right, you uh, ready to go on to the next game? I am. All right, Utah Jazz traveling to Chicago. Uh, this game kind of sucks. This is I know. <laughs> we'll just, I know. Just be right and up front. Um, you want to start us off? Pick your poison. Uh, it's, it's, this seems like maybe a poisonous game with without much in it. I, I don't have anybody circled. I've got three guys on each side that I would consider playing. Um, your boy Sadoransky, 6.0. Kobe White, 4.6. Levine, 7.7. Anytime he's under K, under 8K, I've, I've got to have him in my player pool. But, you know, this is not a good matchup. Low total of 210.5. Jazz with their top 10 defense. So I'm not really psyched about any of those guys. And, you know, a little bit more interest on the Jazz side. But Mitchell, fair price at 8.1. Bojan, 6.2. You know, this is one of those situations where, I could just see him getting forty, you know, forty-three to forty-five fantasy points, and um, 
me kind of wishing I'd played him because I, I usually don't. So maybe I'll get one lineup of him. And then Clarkson at 5.0, you know, he might be the one I'm most interested in. You know, if I could only play one guy from this game once, I'd probably put one lineup with Clarkson. He's getting a lot of usage off the bench, off the bench there with that second unit that played 27 minutes last time out. And he seems to be settling in well so far with, with, with Utah. So um, I have some interest in him. I think you said it perfect, man. Um, both sides of it, I feel the exact same way on just about every single player. Um, you know, I'm with you as far as you know Levine being a little underpriced, so got to keep him in the player pool. I love Clarkson's usage coming off the bench. I've been kind of on him ever since the trade. Uh, paid off the past two games, and yeah, a little bit of a price bump, but he's still in the in that realm where we can uh, get a little bit of juice left on that bone. Um, I think Mitchell and Gobert, yeah, they're fine plays, but they're both a little bit priced up. Um, I generally try not to target too many backcourt guys going against the Bulls, so that might just uh, steer clear of Mitchell. And I think Gobert uh, teetering on the point where it's getting a little too expensive for me. Um, He's been paying it off here and there, uh, but he really needs to get a lot done in the the scoring column for him to pay off 8900 yeah, and, and um, you know, I said your boy Sadoransky because I know you like him and you, you, you play him a fair amount. With Conley out, is this a Sadoransky night potentially at 6.0? I don't know. I don't like It's just against the Jazz and their defense overall. It just makes everything else a little bit more tough. It's going to be harder for him to get assists if his other guys are struggling to finish at the rim uh, going against Gobert. So I don't know if it's necessarily a Sadoransky night. It's uh, you know I, I, not one I'm really pinpointing at 6K, I think. You know, he has very, very decent floor of like 24, 25 points. I just don't see the ceiling as much in this kind of matchup. But the Bogdanovich okay. call that you said has my, uh, has my interest peaked because he's one of those guys where I just have fear of missing out with him. Yeah, I, I can never get him right. Um, right, and it's you know I now I feel like I got to play at least one lineup with him because <laughs> you mentioned it, and now fate just might take its its, its course, but. Um, you know, I struggle. I struggle getting him right, so I generally just try to avoid him. Um, but I think you got my interest peaked a little bit. I'm going to try it. All right. Excellent. Uh, moving on. Uh, Want to say anything else in that game? Are you ready to go on the same? No, let's get, out, let's get out of there quickly. Uh, <laughs> let's get out of Chicago. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, see, the Thunder going down to San Antonio, taking on the Spurs. Uh, looks like we have a pretty, pretty healthy uh, Thunder team overall, about time. Um, I haven't seen that in a few weeks, so you want to start with them? Okay, sure. Um, my favorite play for the Thunder is probably Shea at 7.2. Uh, he's, he's been playing well these last couple outings, so I have some interest in him. Um, Gallinari is another one of those guys in that price range with Boyan Bogdanovich, 6.1, where you know maybe, maybe this is the one game where he – um, jumps out a little bit. Spurs are 21st in defense. This one has a you know okay total at two two eighteen. And when they played last time, it was one twenty one to one twelve. So this could be a sneaky, rather high scoring game. Um, but I, I I do like Bojan probably better than Gallinari. Um, and Adams six point six, somewhat attractive, but none of those guys you know I'm, I'm actually really excited to play. Um, those are just the ones that I would consider. Yeah, I'm with you. None of them really are popping off the page. I'll probably avoid um, Shea, just simple fact that everyone's starting to get healthy. I think his usage is going to take a little bit of a hit with Schroeder and Gallinari back in the lineup. 
Um, so I, I probably I probably just won't get to him. Um, and we know Murray's defense is is no slouch, whether he's on Paul or Shea. I'll probably just avoid both those guys in a hole. Um, I don't want to mind taking a stab at a guy like Schroeder, 6,400. Uh, if he's going to be playing that his normal role is 30-plus minutes off the bench, closing fourth quarters, getting a ton of shot attempts, um, I think he's definitely a viable option. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, you're the Nerlens Noel whisperer, I think, at this point. You always mention him when he's a decent value play. Do you like him in this spot? Well, he has been playing well. What was he, 12-12 and 12 last time out? And he played well up in Toronto as well. So he's on a bit of a roll. But um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't going to go there on this matchup. Um, he's got what's his name coming off the bench that you know is is a decent defender, might block a couple of his shots. Um, Pearl. So yeah, Pearl. So I, I I wasn't planning to go there, but it's a nice price tag. It's what four point four. Yeah, I think it's four uh, four is it four 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 five on DraftKings. Um, it's just the, the the matchup piques my interest with him just slightly. I, I don't really love the price tag. If he was more like around that four range, I'd have a little bit more interest. He played 20 minutes in the first game that these two teams faced, put up 23 DraftKings points, so a little bit over a point per minute guy. Um, he just he's been on a tear, so I wanted to bring him up, and he kind of had my interest peaked. Maybe uh, you know they're slowly integrating him as we're getting closer to this uh, the, you know the trade deadline. Um, eventually might see some of these guys get shipped off. The, you know, the Thunder said multiple times they're not looking to trade Chris Paul. They did not say the same about Steven Adams. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I would not talk you out of playing Noel at 4.5. All right, add him to the 4K list or four, <laughs> get him on the list. <laughs> He's uh, in the bucket. Is <laughs> that? Uh, any, anything over on the Spurs? Um, I, I mean, I can actually, you know what, Andrew, I'll start with the Spurs just because I, you know, you've been such a gentleman lately and you've tried to limit me having to say anything to do with them. Uh, okay. so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a break on this one. I, I'll take the Spurs like for good old time's sake. Um, and it's basically very flat for me right here with the Spurs. I think if it, LaMarcus Aldridge is, uh, you know, he's been turning back the clock as of late, he's been playing much better. So 7.6 K, I think it's a fair price tag. I, I wouldn't mind looking, uh, looking towards him. Um, DeJounte Murray's just is the minutes. It's tough with him. Uh, he absolutely cooked them in the first matchup in only 25 minutes, got 44 and a half DK points. So I do love that. Um, are we going to get the minutes though? So I don't mind looking at him. He's always going to be a tournament guy. I can't trust him enough for cash games. And then it's, I've been going with a little bit of, uh, you know, the Derek white and Patty Mills combo. One of those two bench guards is going to see high twenties minutes on any given night. Um, and anytime we know coaches likes to go with the hot hand, uh, if, if if Pop thinks that Murray's playing, uh, you know, poor defense or whatever it is, he's going to yank him, and then all of a sudden we're going to see Patty Mills and Derek White both play big minutes. So I don't mind taking a stab if you need the value and save money on on White and Mills. Um, and then I also like looking at Murray. So all three of the point guards I think are very much in play. And then I think Aldridge is just like a nice little safe option if you want to take a look over there as well. Yeah, I mean, I could have done that analysis for you. I was actually ready to talk Spurs, but but uh, you, but you're a gentleman for sure. So you took the lead, and and I'll just echo what you said. Lamarcus is actually the one guy I circled in this game. He put up 39 points against these guys the first time out. So uh, he's definitely a core player for me. I also like Murray at 6.0. I probably won't go to those bench guards. We've got enough in the in the 4K bucket. You don't want to add any more? No. <laughs> no, I don't want to add any. I don't want to add. Not not Spurs. Uh, when in doubt, do not add the Spurs to any bucket that you're considering. Um, and uh, DeRozan 7.4 is, is okay. But, um, yeah, I'm all about LaMarcus at 7.6 in this matchup. 
Yeah, I prefer him over DeRozan as well. Okay, uh, moving on. Now we have the last 8.30 game, uh, one that a lot of people are probably waiting us for us to talk about. It's got some major implication on the slate. Brooklyn Nets going down to Dallas, take on the Mavs, and Luka. Uh, where would you like to start here? Well, I'll start with the Mavs because I've got a couple guys circled over there, and none of them are named Luka, actually. He's at he's at 12K, which to me on this slate is a little bit more than I think I want to pay. Um, I'm curious for your take on him because you're you're a Mavs guy for sure, and he you would think he would get a couple extra shots with THJ out, um, but the other news here is Porzingis questionable. So um, the bottom line for me is I'm going to look at a couple of these value plays for the for the Mavs or I don't know if you really call Powell a value play, but 5.6. I'm interested in him against these Nets bigs. Uh, DeLon Wright, 4.3, is the guy that I want to target in terms of, of the wing players. And that is about it. Maybe Boban at 3.3 if, if Porzingis is out. We get some, some minutes for Boban going up against um, going up against those bigs, you know, DeAndre Jordan. So that's it. I, I think I'm going value with Dallas and not Luka. How about you? So I'm uh, I'm I'm a little torn. I just got to wait on the news. I think for Luca, uh, if Porzingis sits, I have no problem paying the 12k for him. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic matchup, fantastic pace. Everything bodes well for him. He'll get extra shot attempts, extra rebounds with Porzingis out. That would also boost Powell's value as well. Uh, we pretty much know his minutes would be solidified at that point, especially knowing that Brooklyn has two pretty prominent centers that they'd like to give at least 20 minutes to each game. Um, so, though, you know, that's kind of my take on it. it. You know, it's a little soft stance, like, oh, yeah, if Porzingis sits, play Luka. But it's 12K. Like you said, that price tag's high. Uh, there's a lot of other guys that we want to pay for. There's some just some good guys in these next two games that we're going to get to um, that we're going to want to pay for. So uh, I'm going to wait and see. Uh, hopefully we get the news before lock because I'm going to need it. Um, but I'm, I'm going to probably script out. Uh, Luca at probably like about a 20, 25% ownership, uh, for me across probably like maybe 10, 15 lineups. Um, look at something like that just, uh, just in case. Cause you know, this guy just has lightning in a bottle and you know, as expensive as he is, it's warranted. And he's the only guy on the slate, uh, probably outside of like a guy like Andre Drummond. That's really capable of putting up like 70 DK points. Yeah, and, and I I am all about Drummond on this slate, so I, I'm going there instead. But yeah, Luca, maybe maybe I'm five to ten percent on him, but so I'm probably underweight compared to you. All right, well, hey, you know, I don't knock you. At the end of the day, you, you know, you'll lose more tournaments playing a 12k guy and having him bust uh, than you will if you don't play the 12k guy and he goes off for 70. You know, we we consider a win just being in the green. Uh, you might not necessarily take down the GPP if you miss out on Luca, you know, in him getting 80 points. Uh, but if he goes out and puts up a 35-point game like he did uh, a couple of days ago, well, then that'll burn you. That'll probably sink a couple of your lineups. Yeah, maybe that has something to do do with it too, because I had a bunch of Luca uh, shares in that matchup against the Lakers, and I mean, it's not like he played poorly; he got banged up. So um, can't I can't blame him. But yeah, it probably has something to do with it for me. Hey, I don't knock you. I had a ton of them there too. Uh, I still love them though. You know? Yeah, I'm a, oh, yeah. a Mavs fan. I can't. You know, this kid's my pride and truth. I got posters of him like a like a teenage kid all around my house. My, girl, <laughs> my girlfriend's probably getting sick of looking at him. <laughs> he is the man. Uh, anybody over on Brooklyn that you're interested in? Yeah, you know, I don't have anyone circled. Um, Dinwiddie at eight point three is um, always uh, the the first guy we look at, but 
I'd rather probably rather play Devontae Graham at 8.2. So I don't expect to have much Dinwiddie. The news to, to watch, though, is Garrett Temple is questionable, right? So if he's out, then maybe I'll take a flyer on, on whoever replaces him. If it's TLC at 3.8, you know, maybe a little bit of interest. But I'm actually starting to um, dig a little bit and try and figure out where the minutes are going to go to the bench. If Temple is out, let's say TLC starts, do you think Pinson will get some minutes at 3.0? I'd be actually more interested in a guy like Wilson Chandler. Okay, well, yeah, he's the other guy I had down at 3.4. I agree. I think he could get some usage. But I may play a lineup with Pinson at 3.0. I don't I don't knock it. Um, I'll have to dive into it a little bit more. Um, I, I just, you know, I think that the, how versatile their lineup could be with either Dinwiddie playing the one or one of the two, Harris playing the two or the three. They could bring Prince down and play the three if they want. They play him at the four as well. Um, where they can just either slide Chandler into the three or the four at any point in time in any lineup um, and just move other pieces around to make it work. I think that's I, that's the approach I'm taking. I think that's the way they'll go, especially um, if like a guy like Porzingis is out and the Mavs are going with a little bit of you know a smaller lineup compared to not having a seven foot three guy a power forward. Yeah, that that one's going to be interesting, and we don't really have any definitive answer right now because Garrett Temple has played in all 32 games this year, so we don't have any data to really go on so this will be something we'll have to um follow the news a little bit and we'll certainly tweet out anything that we find absolutely uh do you have anything else over on brooklyn are you ready to move to the 10 o'clock game i'm ready for 10 o'clock all right uh we're moving on to memphis versus the sacramento kings uh traveling to sacramento for this one uh grizzlies have been playing decent ball lately they're, they're starting to look a little bit healthier we have jay crowder uh, he's the only one that's really on the injury report right now that kind of matters. He's questionable. Um, if he sits, we'd probably most likely see a guy like Kyle Anderson draw the start in his place. But uh, who are you interested in on, the, on either team right now? I'll let you take the lead on this one. Well, I'll just continue on that thought. Um, I would play some Kyle Anderson at 3.4. He can give you a nice uh, full stat line um, and kind of be under the radar. So I would look there. Um, we do like wing shooters against the Kings. So Dylan Brooks at 4.7 might make a couple lineups. And I am going to continue to look at Melton at 3.6. I think he can come in and do some damage. And Clark is also playing well at 5.1. So, you know, this game is another one of those games that is sort of like Golden State at Minnesota. You know, it's a game that is – a strong potential for stacking with a lot of the starters being 7k or lower and so you know none of these guys are jumping off the page at me but i'm you know i'll build a couple where i have four or five guys from this game uh just in case it does stay close yeah i mean they're they're all playing well um I'm not probably going to go near any Morant. His minutes have been down ever since he's kind of returned from the injury. It looks like he's being a little bit more limited. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. came out and scored 40 points against him when these teams first faced. I believe Valanciunas was out of that game, though. So that kind of has me pumping the brakes slightly on him and the 7K. Uh, he's been playing excellent as of late. I don't mind him. 
Um, but I'm not I'm not going to be gravitating as much as if like Valachutis was sitting, I'd probably be all over him. Um, I like the Melton call. He's fair price tag, 3600 minutes have been there. He's a great point per minute guy. Uh, they're just basically looking for ways to get him in the lineup right now, and it's just a couple roadblocks. And then uh, you, you talked about Kyle Anderson. If he's starting again, I don't mind 3400. It's a solid value. It's a good matchup. Uh, good type of suit. This this suits his pace really well. So um, I'm, I think you hit that team perfectly, man. I'm right there with you. All those same guys. Uh, Dylan Brooks shooting guards against the Kings. Normally I would never play Dylan Brooks, but for that sole reason, I'll keep him in my player pool. Excellent. Anybody over on Sacramento? Well, again, it's it's a, sort of a scenario where if I'm stacking this game, then I'm going to look at Fox at 7.3, Buddy Heald at 6.7, and Holmes at 7.1. Mm-hmm. Holmes has been crushing, man. He's just been playing absolutely phenomenal ball all season long. Um, shout out to, uh, you know, hoop ball founder and uh, Rashawn Holmes preacher, Aaron Bruschi. Uh, he, this guy's been on him day one saying he was the best player on this Kings team. And uh, he defended it to a T. He's, he's not letting anybody down. Um, Darren Fox is the one guy that definitely has my interest. I think it's 7,300, though. Uh, he's playing, you know, Back up to the regular minutes where we want to see him over the 30-minute mark, 32 in the last one, 33 prior to that. John Morant's defense flat-out sucks. Um, so I have no problem just looking at De'Aaron Fox for that sole reason. I think it's a fair price tag at 73. And, uh, yeah, Holmes at 71, it's fair. I wouldn't probably pair these two guys together. It's not like they really correlate to each other. It's just uh, I'm not trying to overexpose myself, like you said, outside of game stacks of this. More or less getting like a one-off maybe from each side or maybe just get a king and then go with uh, you know some value on the other side. Uh, try to get my exposure that way. Um, but I also want to talk about Belizia. I uh, should continue to play decent minutes with Bagley out, and I think 5,600 is a fair price tag. Yeah, well said. Um, so basically, you, do you like Fox better than Buddy Heald? Yeah, uh, I'd rather play. I don't I don't like targeting Buddy Heald when, uh, when, when there's somebody else in that starting lineup that's going to be commanding the usage. I like targeting him when, he, when Fox and Bagley are both out, and we know he's taking 22, 24 shots. Right. Okay, good. All right. Last game, late game hammer, 10.30 uh, Eastern time. We have Detroit traveling to L.A. take on the Clippers. Uh, a lot of injuries to kind of focus on on the Detroit side of the ball. Kennard and Morris have both already been ruled out along with Reggie Jackson. Uh, Blake Griffin is doubtful as well. So uh, you want to start us off? I know you had some interest in these Pistons. Yeah, Drummond, baby, 9.8. Um, you know, I, I haven't been on him as much as others um, but in this matchup, we, we like to target the Clippers bigs and with Blake hobbled and potentially out, um, Drummond is the star that I'm, I'm more interested to hear in hearing on this slate. So I'll go, I'll go with him at 9.8. I may pair him with Tim Frazier at 3.5 and, you know, see if we can get some, some correlation there. And if we can get some more minutes out of wood here, he got 28 minutes last time out. He's only 5.1. You know, maybe he can do some damage against um, against the Clippers bench. So that's sort of where I'm looking on the Pistons side. 
I'm with you. Honestly, if, if you're telling me Wood is getting 28 minutes, I'd pay 6K for him. Um, he's just a fantastic point-per-minute producer. Uh, what you're looking at is a down game by him. <laughs> that's that's what that was. I mean, if he's getting 28 minutes, this guy, sky's the limit for him. I'm going to have loads of Christian Wood and loads of Andre Drummond. I'm going to basically one-off these guys in a bunch of different lineups. Um, according to my builds, like if I'm playing Doncic, I'll probably go with a little bit of Christian Wood. I'd love to get a little bit of Doncic and Drummond together, uh, but that's going to be tough. So... Uh, I'll probably correlate a few lineups where you know where I'm not spending up on Drummond. I'll go with Christian Wood and just kind of hope that that hedge play, that pivot play, works out for me. Um, they're still going to be very, very weak. You know that uh, Morris is out. He's going to get a little bit of extra run, probably even alongside of him at some point. So um, I'm all aboard both those guys, and you know I think that. I'm probably not going to go to uh, Tim Frazier. I know I was I was the one going to bat for him the other week. It's just uh, the the Clippers defensively as a whole, they're they're a little tough. But at 3,500, he's definitely going to stay in my player pool. Um, I'm just kind of at this point just trying to whittle people down. And when I get to that point, he might not make the cut at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm. You know, the first build I made, you know, he he fit in there nicely because um, I am going with Drummond and Aldridge. Um, so and, and you know, the other thing with with Beverly out, you know, that's the reason I'm going to consider him. It's a good point. That's a good yep. point. Very good point. All right. Um, what, what are you looking over there on the Clippers? Anything? Uh, any one of these top dogs between Kawhi and Paul George staying uh, on, your, on your radar? I don't think so. Um, if we've got, you know, multiple guys out again, um, in addition to Beverly, then maybe I'd look at Paul George at 8.8. You know, he really seemed to kind of take the lead with uh, distribution, getting nice high assist total last time out. But we're expecting Lou Williams back. And, um, you know, the guy, the one guy, the two guys I'm looking at really, Mo Harkless, again, if you need to save some money at 3.7, and then Montrez Harrell, 5.7. Uh, Doc kind of called him out. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, certainly have a couple shares of him and see if he, see if he responds here. Yeah, I like the Harrell call. I just think he's going to, you know, kind of squeaky wheel game. Um, coach called him out. He's going to come back, shut the coach up. Uh, and it's it's a matchup where they're going to need him. Um, we know that the Pistons are going to be throwing Drummond around, and when Drummond's not in there, Christian Wood's another big-bodied guy. So they're going to need his size. It's, it's something 5,700 is a great price tag. I have no problem looking at him. Pretty much with you, I don't really mind playing Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. I mean, listen, it's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but uh, at the end of the day, it's you know not the best matchup. It's not like a high-paced matchup for him. You're paying a premium for both guys. Um, I'll probably struggle getting there. And, you, you know, I just want to throw another name in there. I know you already talked about, like, Bo Harkless. Um, Shamit should also continue seeing decent run with Beverly out as well. And it's just all about whether his shot's falling or not for him that day. Uh, volume three-point shooter. If he ends up knocking four or five down, he's going to hit value for you. Yeah, he's only, what, 3.8? I was pleasantly surprised to see that once I once I found him. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll probably go up a little bit. We'll probably see him go more towards that four-two range because Beverly's expected to miss, uh, I think, a few games at least, right? I haven't, uh, I haven't read up. Yeah, expect, expected to miss at least a few games. So uh, I would expect that price tag. This is probably the lowest we'll see it over the next few games. Yes, sir. All right, man. Uh, that's all we have for you guys. Uh, before we leave, just another quick shout out over to our guys at uh, mybookie.ag. Absolutely fantastic. They treat us well. Um, you know, they're bringing us on here, and it's and it's because of you guys. You know, you guys. They know that we have some faithful listeners that like to you know dabble in the sports gambling world all over. So uh, go check them out, please, guys. Uh, 
Use promo code DFS today, and they will give you a 50% uh, match on your deposit. Uh, deposit $1,000, you'll get $500, boom, free money just to play with and start building a bankroll over there as well. Um, take that bankroll, bring it over here, and you could just double dip. Uh, it's between bowl games, Super Bowls, uh, every, every type of NBA game, whether you're parlaying, you can do it all there. So check them out. They're absolutely fantastic. I know I'm going to be getting a little bit of action this coming week, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and then also, please give us a quick shout out to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, try it, whether it's a gift, you just want to get a new coffee company to, in your house, you're getting tired of the Folgers, you're tired of going to the store, whatever it is. I'm telling you, the second you taste their coffee, you will not even think about going back to another blend. It is absolutely fantastic. It's affordable uh, and it's very easy to order. You can either get it right off their website at hawaiianisles.com or you can just go on Amazon and have the drone drop it off for you. So... That is the sponsors, Andrew. We got through the slate. Um, anything else that you'd like to uh, get off your chest? Uh, any New Year's I just resolutions? Give, I just want to give props to you for this two-a-day. I mean, you went back-to-back on the same day with two podcasts, two different slates. So well done, my friend. Yeah, I put the I put the research noggin on today. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to, man. I, I appreciate it. No, I, I, it's the passion. Uh, you don't you don't ever get into you know the sports industry because you're going to think you're making a ton of money or anything. If you have that kind of mindset, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You got to love what you do. Uh, it's got to be a hobby and a passion first, uh, and then you know the career just comes along with it. It's it's a it's a blessing that I love. Uh, I never take grant for granted. So. Uh, I appreciate that, man. And, uh, you know, just to go show, we, it's it's the team I got behind us, too. I, You know, I jumped on. I was planning on doing a solo pod today. Coach said, I'll jump right on. Let's do it. So we cranked it up. We got it going. Uh, and it got out there fast. So, you know, please, again, give us all a follow if you could on Twitter, guys. Uh, you know, you can find me at Michael Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find uh, Andrew over at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati. It's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And then you can find Miles over at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. Uh, that's the squad, man. And, uh, you know, going into the New Year's, I think we got a good one, man. I'm, I'm very happy with the product that we've been putting out. Uh, big thanks to you guys. So if you could keep up, rate and review. Uh, we really appreciate it. We check them every single day just to see what's going on, seeing if there's any constructive criticism, what we're doing good that we can continue and get better at, and what we can uh, you know fix. If it, you know we're working on the audio issues, we know that was a big complaint. Uh, shout out to Coach's son. I know, Andrew, you're probably pretty happy about this. Got him a new headset, got him a new mic. I'm stoked about it. Um, and we're sounding crisp and clear now. I know. I heard that. That's exactly what we wanted. And we're ready for this decade. All right. Well, uh, tomorrow night, uh, we'll be back, me and Andrew, back to back, buddy. Uh, yes, sir. Looking forward to it. So we'll be breaking down the January 3rd slate. So good luck, guys, tonight. Go out there, crush it, take down this Thursday slate, and uh, have a good New Year's. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.